Welcome to Agenda Breakdown, a podcast that explores how cities and counties make decisions and how you can have a say. I'm Kim Bishop, and today we're going to talk about a San Luis Obispo school bond measure that aims to make local schools safer. Voters who live in the San Luis Obispo Coastal Unified School District will soon weigh in on Measure C-22, a school bond proposal that would pay for upgrades at 12 elementary and middle schools as well as Pacific Beach High School. The bond supporters say our aging local schools are overdue for repairs and safety updates. Here to tell us about the details is Jay Beck, a local banker and a parent of school-aged children in our district, who's one of three co-chairs on the Taxpayers for Safe Schools Committee. Welcome, Jay. Thanks, Kim. Happy to be here. So if it passes, what will this bond do? The purpose of this bond is to raise funds for capital improvements to the school district's 10 elementary schools, two junior high schools, Laguna Middle School and Las Osas Middle School, as well as Pacific Beach High School. And what kinds of repairs and upgrades are we talking about? First of all, the school district has already commissioned a comprehensive study uh, that can be found on their website. It's about a 225-page document where they did a survey of every campus that they have within within the district. Uh, that survey identified up to over $500 million worth of potential improvements that need to be done. The majority of those improvements, though, revolve around safety, perimeter fencing, locking doors for classrooms, improved HVAC systems, air conditioning for all classrooms, better heating, better filtration for you know, health, uh, improvements to the fields and the facilities uh, on campus like gyms, cafeterias, that type of thing that provide a lot of services to students while they're at school as well as outside of school. Updated classroom technologies and a big one, replacing roofs, adding solar, improving lighting, and other just general furnishings and and kind of facility use items. Yeah, I've seen some photos on the campaign's Instagram of ceilings that have plastic bags hanging from broken panels and uh, and things like that. And, And Honestly, it was a little surprising to me that our schools can be in that kind of shape. Yeah, well, it's interesting, right? You have maintenance, but you have to remember a lot of our school campuses that we're discussing here were built in the 1950s, 1960s, and things just have a useful life. And while you can repair and maintain, and I think the school district has done a decent job of doing that with the budgets that they have, you still need to make these big capital in investments. And again, the, the roofs are a big one. We see that across the board. And yeah. How much money is being raised? The bond will raise $349 million. Now, where does that money come from? The bond will be paid by property tax assessments on properties located within the school district's boundaries. That's Avila, San Luis Obispo, Los Osos, and Morro Bay. And the way that'll be done is on an assessment of $49 per $100,000 of assessed value. And that's an important distinction to make. Obviously, many of us who've owned properties for a long time have the benefit of Prop 13. Uh, so the school district calculates that the average property owner has an assessment of $500,000. So it'll be about a $250 a year or about $20 a month if you break it down uh, assessment to uh, property owners. Is there an endpoint for that? It's a 30-year bond. And will any of that money go to teacher salaries? No. Uh, the funds raised by this bond measure would go exclusively towards facility upgrades, improvements, uh, and no money will be used for salaries. So didn't we just pass a different school bond in the last election? 
Uh, we did. We had Measure D. It wasn't the last election. It was actually back in 2014, uh, okay. so eight years ago. We are currently seeing those funds in action at Morro Bay High School and San Luis Obispo High School, which were the two campuses uh, that benefited from the Measure D. Uh, those funds are nearing completion. Uh, the school district reports that all that work has been done on time and within budget, and they expect to have all of the work done in the next 18 to 20 months. And is there a way that taxpayers can go see the work that's been done and see evidence that everything that was promised has been delivered? Yes. The school district has been holding open houses at the San Luis Obispo High School and the Morro Bay High School for people to go through and see the work that has been done. They just, as I mentioned, just held open houses last weekend. Uh, we might be looking at having them provide other additional ones for people who are interested in seeing. But at the same time, if you do have students at those campuses, obviously I welcome you to go. What percentage vote does this bond measure need to pass? Uh, the bond measure will require a 55% yes vote from the district's voters. Okay. And so assuming it passes, uh, what sort of accountability plan is there? Like, How can we be sure that the bond money is going to be spent as promised? So there are a couple of accountability items in place as part of this. Uh, first of all, once this passes, there will be a citizen oversight committee created by district uh, residents, parents, who will be responsible for making sure that the funds are allocated and spent in the right places and in line. The way the actual plan of the budgets for these will come about is once the money has been raised, the teachers, parents, and principals at each of the campuses will work with the school district to create a plan. That money goes in front of the Citizen Oversight Committee and also has to be approved by our school board. So there are multiple steps involved at the school board level as well as the Citizen Oversight Committee to make sure that these funds are being used as, as planned. Who has endorsed this measure so far? So we have a number of personal endorsements from community leaders already. But one thing we'd really like to share and that we're really proud of is that, one, we are the only measure endorsed by the Slow Chamber of Commerce on November 8th ballot. And we just received an endorsement from the Tribune's editorial board as well. I think it's really important to note that a project of this size can't be paid for out of the school's operating budget without significant cuts to teacher salaries and other operating expenses. Currently, 85% of the district's budget goes towards teacher salaries and operating costs, and only 10 to 15% can be allocated towards these types of maintenance, capital improvements to our facilities. If the school district was tried to do this over time by cutting salaries, by allocating these funds, it would take 30 years for these projects to get done, and we just don't have that kind of time. The other thing that's important to note with all of this is, and we do get this question a lot, is where's the state? Why can't state funds be used to pay for this? A bond measure like this is the only way that local school districts have to raise funds to pay for these types of capital improvements. There are no state funds available. However, I will add, back in 2014, when this district was able to get Measure D funds, the state was able to provide matching funds. You could apply for a grant if you had your own funding source. So it's instrumental, one, for these improvements to happen. We have to approve this locally. We have to support this as taxpayers locally in order for these improvements to be made. So Jay, why did you personally get involved in this campaign? That's a great question. When I got a phone call from the uh, school district's representatives asking if I would be a part of this, like many parents and employees and, and people these days, I was like, gosh, I, I'm so busy. But 
I wanted to hear what they had to say. And I happened to take the call as I was sitting at a table with my daughter, who is a student at one of the schools. And she's listening to one side of the conversation as I'm going through this. And when I finished the call and I hung up, she looked at me and she said, Dad, if this goes through and you do this, does this mean that the bathrooms at my school that we can't use because there's leaks? And does that mean those get fixed and that we don't have to walk all the way across campus to use bathrooms? Does that mean that'll get better? And when she asked me that question, it just for me, it was like, yes, I need to do this. I need to be a voice for the students, for our community, for the teachers in our schools who have to teach in classrooms that are not current, they're not up to date, they're cold, they're hot, they've got leaky roofs. Somebody needed to be a voice for this campaign. The other thing I I really would like to kind of emphasize again is that a bond measure is the only tool that the school district has to make improvements of this size and scope. We have to raise the money ourselves. It's us helping ourselves and making that decision to help ourselves. And so I just really want to emphasize that if we don't do this, if we, if we feel that this is something that we can't do as a community, these improvements will get stretched out over years. And, you know, that cost, that, you know, continued impact on our students and our teachers, that's just going to be like a, it's almost like a tax. It's an anti-tax. It, it, it drags us down. It pulls down our community. And that's something that I I really don't want to happen. One of the things I did in terms of just learning more about this is I pulled my own property tax statement. You know, and I I look at the bill every year, but I seldom actually go through and look at it, you know, myself. And so you go in and you see, okay, what's what's your property tax assessment? But, you know, we already have, we mentioned Measure D earlier. We voted that in 2014. We also voted for a Cuesta College improvement bond back in 2014. And we have the uh, charges associated with the state water project for San Luis Obispo. So it was really interesting to go through that and look at the money that we've invested in our high schools via Measure D, the money that we invested in Cuesta College. And now if we are able to get Measure C voted through, how cool is it to live in a community that has made this massive over a half a billion dollar investment in our schools from TK all the way up through the second year of junior college. We should be proud of ourselves for living in a community that is willing to devote that kind of support to our students and to our teachers. Yeah, that says a lot about the community's priorities. Yeah, it really does. Thank you so much, Jay. I really appreciate you being here. Oh, thank you, Kim. Now it's time for today's action item. Your ballot and voter guide should be arriving in the mail any day now. Read the section on Measure C-22 to get acquainted with the full text of the measure, and that includes an impartial analysis by county council and the argument in favor. I would tell you to read the argument against as well, but nobody submitted one. If you don't want to wait for the physical document, you can find the same information online at the County Clerk Recorder's website, and I will link to that page in the show notes. Conveniently, that is also where you can make sure you are registered to vote at your current address. You have until October 24th to register online, and you can register in person on Election Day. 
Today's episode was produced by Samantha Reardon with music by Wes Bishop. If you like the show, you can go to agendabreakdown.com to listen to past episodes and follow us on social media. You can also find us and subscribe on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Kim Bishop. Thanks for listening to Agenda Breakdown.